It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, June 3rd, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this is Raven News. Sitka remains at medium risk for COVID-19, based on metrics tabulated by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. New infections over the past week totaled 17 in Sitka, which is right on the threshold for dropping into low risk. State health officials say these statistics only reflect cases reported by health agencies and laboratory testing and are guides to trends in Alaska. Actual case counts could be higher given the prevalence of home test kits, which are not reported to the state. The Sitka School Board on Wednesday delayed action on appointing a candidate to fill a vacancy on the board in order to generate more interest in filling what have now become two vacancies. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. The move came following the announcement by Board President Andrew Hames that he is resigning effective June 2nd in order to pursue a teaching position in the district. Former Board President Amy Morrison resigned her seat on May 18th. Only one person had filed a letter of interest for the interim appointment to Morrison's seat. Board member Blossom Teal Olson proposed re-advertising for applicants to both seats and filling them at a special meeting in June. Board member Paul Ryu said there had been some pushback about moving forward with an appointment with only one applicant. We got a lot of public feedback about having creating a bigger pool, and that's what that's why you guys want to create do it this way, right? Right. One applicant doesn't. Make a pool. It's a very shallow pool. That was board member Todd Gebler echoing Ryu's remarks, saying one applicant is a very shallow pool. That sentiment was reflected in public testimony from Sarah Ferency, a former administrator in the district. I appreciate you considering um, a wider pool of candidates. Your board policy does state that when making an appointment to the board, the board desires to draw from the widest possible number of candidates and one simply is not a wide number of candidates. Parency said that although she personally was not interested in an appointment, she'd spoken to a number of people who were, who were simply too caught up in graduation and the end of the school year to get their letters in. The successful appointees would have to win the unanimous vote of all three remaining board members. Outgoing board president Andrew Hames reminded everyone that he and Blossom Teal Olson joined the board in the same way two years ago. That's exactly the scenario when when Blossom and I were appointed uh, two summers ago, almost exactly two years ago. Um, There were three three members voting. But yeah, and then um, also to to state publicly that um, then these appointments are only up until the October election, correct? Because I think there was some thought or thinking that filling the seat that was vacant, you would finish out that person's term. Um, So, but that's not the case. These are just... um, I don't want to use the word temporary appointments, um, but they are up and up through October is what it would be. And then if the person selected for the seat wanted to retain that seat, they would need to run for it, which is, again, exactly what happened to us. The appointees will serve until the municipal election on October 4th, when voters will elect candidates to serve out the remainder of the vacant terms. One seat would be for two years, and the second seat would be for one year. A third seat, currently held by Paul Ryu, will also be up for grabs this fall. Ryu's seat would be a full three-year term. The Sitka School District office will accept letters of interest from prospective appointees to the Sitka School Board through 4 p.m. on June 9th. The list of applicants will be made public on June 10th. Written public comments on the applicants will be accepted via email through June 14th. The Sitka School Board plans to interview the applicants and select two to serve during a special meeting beginning at 6 p.m., 
on June 15th in the district office boardroom. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. Alaska has crowded statewide elections this year, with at least 10 people running for governor, 20 for U.S. Senate, and 31 candidates running for the new U.S. House term that starts in January. Wednesday was the candidate filing deadline at the Division of Elections. With new district boundaries, the legislative races carried a greater degree of uncertainty this year in some communities, but the races in Sitka will feel familiar. Incumbent Senator Burt Stedman is running for a fifth full term, representing Sitka, Petersburg, Wrangell, Ketchum, and many communities in between. He'll face former Petersburg Mayor Mike Sheldon in the Republican primary on August 16th. There is no Democratic challenger for the seat. Sitka and surrounding communities will have a new representative beginning next year as incumbent Democrat Jonathan Christ Tompkins has decided to step down. Current Sitka Assembly member Rebecca Himshoot has filed for the seat as a nonpartisan. She'll face former Huna Mayor Kenny Scaffelstad, who's running as a Republican. In Juneau, elections clerk Deborah Moody Herrera took note as the clock ticked toward 5 p.m. on Wednesday's deadline. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, that's it. With the filing deadline reached, she shut off the light and locked the office door. The primary election is August 16th. The top four candidates in each race will advance to the November general election. Juno is preparing to host Celebration this year, the first time the cultural gathering has been held in person in a couple of years, and the pandemic remains at the forefront of organizers' concerns. This year, the theme is Celebration 2022, celebrating 10,000 years of cultural survival. Sea Alaska Heritage Institute is the host of the event. After two years in a pandemic, the term survival means even more, says President Rosita Worrell. We saw how it was affecting our elders, and so the elders became, you know, kind of a, a symbol, a, a, a critical symbol for us, you know, the survival of our culture. Juno's COVID-19 case count has risen in the last two weeks, and the city and borough of Juno no longer manages health risks related to the pandemic. Worrell said that this is something they've anticipated since deciding back in January to host celebration in person. We're monitoring those numbers very closely. To limit spread during the events, all staff will be tested daily. Temperatures will be taken at the door of each event, and masks will be required and enforced by moderators. President Worrell says she's expecting around 3,000 people to attend celebration, although some groups, most notably a delegation from Angoon, have opted out. Celebration has become a vital event for Southeast Alaska Native communities to connect. Over 40 years, it it now is significant uh, for us to gather together to celebrate our culture. But you put that on top of all of these other events where we were not able to gather, and it becomes really important. Celebration takes place in Juneau, June 8th through 11th. Wrangell's downtown pavilion will be bustling this month as the 4th of July royalty competition kicks off. As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, the lone competitor this year expects to work hard for the money. This year, Wrangell's 4th of July royalty contest only has one candidate. I'm Tyson Mesmer, and I turned 18 last month. And I am running for king this year. And in addition, I'm also a deckhand for John Taylor for Summit Charters. I just graduated on May 20th, and that's me.
Ringle's 4th of July royalty competition, run by the local Chamber of Commerce, is no beauty contest. The person crowned queen or king is the one who sells the most raffle tickets throughout the month of June. Proceeds from the raffle tickets, which run for a dollar apiece, go to help fund Ringle's all-out 4th of July weekend celebration. Tickets pulled the week of the 4th can win ticket holders thousands of dollars. Candidates also take home a cut of the prize, 30% of their total earnings in recent years. That's part of the motivation for Mesmer, who will attend the University of Miami in Florida this coming fall, studying biology. I wanted to run to raise money for college, but most importantly, I wanted to help fundraise for next year's 4th of July so we can have a special 4th of July for next year. Mesmer says that a poster in school asking students to consider entering the competition got him thinking about it. And that's kind of when it started. And then my mom suggested it to me. Is like, do you want to run for king? It was about two weeks ago, so I got a little bit of late starts. Mesmer says it's been a lot of work to wrangle together sponsors and volunteers to help run the booth, which will be open almost every day until July 2nd, serving daily specials, a set menu of burgers and hot dogs, and fry bread a couple of times a week. His strategy? Just take it day by day, just to raise as much money as possible. Last year, 4th of July Queen Emma Martinson raised almost $99,000 through ticket sales and a food booth, and Princess Cassidy Cowan raised just over $16,000, together nearly breaking the record for ticket sales. This month, Mesmer's Days will start early, prepping for the food booth to open at 10.30 a.m. and serving customers until it closes at 2.30 p.m. But that won't be the end of his day. Well, after 2.30, I'll be out till about 8 o'clock selling tickets. So right after I'm done with the booth, I'll be selling tickets possibly before too. Some days, Mesmer's volunteers will be a little more vital than others. He's planning on keeping his job working with Summit Charters, a local tour operator. As is required as part of the contest, Mesmer has a food manager and his mom is acting as his tickets and booth manager. He has other friends and family helping to sell tickets or volunteering regularly at the booth. Mesmer says he's a bit nervous, but has some experience with the wild month that is the Wrangle Royalty Contest. In 2015, his sister was a part of a local basketball team that collectively ran for Queen. I have a little bit of an idea. I had to volunteer myself. <laughs> Once 4th of July weekend hits, Mesmer's sprint of a month earning money and selling tickets will be over, and he'll be able to enjoy his favorite parts of Wrangle celebrations. All the events during the day, like egg toss and the gunny sack races, and uh, the fireworks, of course. To make the month of ticket sales run smoothly, Mesmer needs donations and community support. Wrangle's two supermarkets have lists posted with the items Mesmer needs donated to his booth. I definitely need a lot of volunteers and a lot of food donations, and that's those are the main ones. And, of course, Mesmer hopes the town will come out to buy food and tickets throughout the month. Get in contact with Mesmer through his King Candidate Facebook page, Tyson for King, Wrangle AK 2022, or by phone, 907-305-0931. Tickets will also be sold at Buness Brothers and the Totem Bar. In Wrangle, I'm Sage Smiley. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. (laughs) 